Our reading today is from 1 Peter, chapter 3, verses 13 to 22, which is on page 1219 of your church Bibles. That's 1 Peter, chapter 3, page 1219, um, verses 13 to 22. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behaviour in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand, with angels, authorities and powers in submission to him. This is God's word. Good morning. The beginning of, uh, of a new year is a great opportunity for all of us to look back and reflect about how we used our time, our gifts, our money, and the list goes on and on and on. But it is also a, a good opportunity for all of us to look ahead. Um, so I heard today many times about New Year's resolutions. Um, so it's, it's time to set new goals or old goals that we did not complete the year before. And here's the question for us this morning. What's your New Year's resolution? Second question. Is making disciples of Jesus on your list? Keep this question in your mind. Today we're going to be looking at 1 Peter chapter 3 from verse 13, and I'm going to stop at verse 18 to help us to be encouraged, not only this year, to have this on our list, to make disciples of all nations for the glory of God. I want us to be ready to share the hope we have in Christ 
with those who are hopeless. And if you're visiting us here today and you're not a follower of Christ, you might be asking yourself, that's not relevant to me. Just wait, okay? So if you're not a believer, if you're someone exploring Christianity, wait. I've got something for you as well. But this talk is mainly for us followers of Christ. I want to encourage you to have this goal, this resolution for this year and for the rest of your life. Let's be ready to share the hope we have in Christ. I'm going to do that by answering three questions, and I believe you've got a handout um, at the um, back of your bulletin. Or um, So w- w- he, he, here are the questions we're going to be answering today. Where should we be sharing this hope we have in Christ? Where? Or, and how? How should we be sharing that? And... Uh, The most important question, why should we be sharing the gospel, this hope we have in Christ? Okay? So this is the plan for us this morning. And at Mosaic, I keep repeating this every Sunday, and I want us to be reminded of that here as well. Whenever we open this book, God speaks. So as you're listening to a Brazilian with this strong accent, I want you to be reminded that we are looking at this book together and God is the one speaking, okay? I'm just an instrument. But God is going to speak to us, so we need to ask his help. Let's do that. Let's pray, asking the Holy Spirit to be opening our hearts. Because more than knowledge, I want us to be transformed. (laughs) And only the Holy Spirit can bring transformation to our hearts. So let me pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this morning and for the opportunity to open the Bible, to listen to your voice. Would you you please speak to each one of us this morning in a powerful way through your Holy Spirit. Help us to gain more than knowledge here today. Help us to be transformed, to become more like you so that we can be ready to share the hope we have in Christ with those who are far away from you, with those who have no hope. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, question number one. Where should we share the gospel? Well, Peter wrote this letter that we're going to be studying today to persecuted Christians. Christians who are struggling, suffering a lot Because of their faith in Jesus. They were facing all kinds of hostility because of Christ. Note in your Bible from verse 13, the different aspects of this theme of hostility towards Christians, believers. In verse 13, Peter tells them to be ready To be ready to suffer. And we can see that throughout the whole epistle, throughout the whole letter, this book we are studying. In verse 14, he tells them to be ready to face threats. And again, why? Just because of their faith in Jesus. Be ready to face threats. 
In verse 16, he tells them to be ready to face his slander. People will tell lies about these Christians. A lot of lies, false things, just to damage their reputation. But here's an interesting thing. Throughout this letter, not only this passage we're studying today, throughout the whole letter, you don't see Peter writing to them and saying, please, move from where you are. You don't need to face so much suffering. You don't need to face so much hostility. You've got the freedom to move out of the region where you are. You don't see Peter doing that. And why not? Why is Peter not asking them to move out of this place full of hostility? Well, because Peter, as a disciple of Jesus, he knew the promise that Jesus had made in Matthew 10, if I'm not wrong, verse 22. You will be hated because of my name's sake. In other words, no matter where they would go, they would not run away from hostility. And this is something I want us all to keep in mind, okay? If you are a follower of Christ, you need to expect some kind of persecution. Oh, Alex, that's not the kind of message we want you here in our first sermon of the year. I thought you were going to encourage us. I want you to see this as an encouragement, okay? I want you to see this from Peter's and Jesus' perspective. Peter had hope. That's why he's not trying to persuade them to move out. He had hope. Hoping whom? Hoping Jesus. The one who had faced all sort of hostility. He was despised, rejected, killed on a cross for a purpose. And later on, we're going to unpack this better. So here's my assumption. Peter is not asking them to move out, not to run away, to flee from persecution. Mainly because the place where these Christians were, they were full of broken people. People who needed hope. So Peter wanted them to stay where they, they were. Where there are broken people, people without hope, there is need for Jesus. Those Christians, although they were being persecuted, they could bring that hope. And I want you to take that as a lesson today. Be ready to share the gospel where there are people in need of Jesus. Be ready to share the gospel in a hostile world because they are full of broken people who need Jesus. I know London is becoming more and more secular and plural. In other words, a lot of people who don't, don't believe in Jesus, don't like the, any kind of idea that there is a God and also a place full of different religions. And as a result, it's becoming more and more hostile. If you do not confirm to the political correctness, the cancel culture will target you. And try to destroy you. I know there are many challenges in London. But there is also a great opportunity. And during my interview I said. We are in London. 
facing one of the greatest opportunities we've seen in history for those who want to share the hope with the nations. That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's why I, I, I did not move back to Brazil. Life would be much easier. I'll be around my friends, my family. It's where my cultural identity would be <laughs> better expressed. But I chose to be here because I don't want to miss this. And I don't want you to miss this as well. You might be thinking, this is a hostile city. This is not the place where I want to raise my children. I also have children. My daughter, she had friends of people who were quite close to her, who were stabbed. That's scary, I know. I don't want to miss this opportunity here. Nine million people, for almost 40% of them, people like me who moved from abroad, and they are now here. 40% of people from different parts of the globe, God brought all of them here. And let's be honest, the persecution we face here has nothing, it's nothing compared to the persecution that Peter is talking about here, right? Ah, let's make the most of this. We've got freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press. Let's make the most of it. Let's share the gospel here in London. And even, even if you have plans of moving out of London, by 2050, 70% of the world will be living in city. The city will reach you. <laughs> so you might be wondering, should I stay here in London? Things are so expensive. It's so hard to raise kids here. I'm feeling tempted to move out. And, well... I would love you to consider staying in London just because it's the greatest city. It's the greatest mission field we have at the moment. So please, if you can, make a sacrifice to share the gospel with the world. The nations are here. So let's reach the nations at our doorstep. That's the first question. Share the gospel everywhere, including London. Everywhere, no matter how difficult it is. But how do we do that, Alex? How should we share the gospel? Well, Peter is going to help us. In this passage, he, give, he gives his readers instructions on how to share the gospel. How do we do that, Alex? Well, let's see what Peter has to say from verse 13. He tells them to be eager for what is good. In verse 14, 14, he says, he asked them to suffer for what is right. So, be eager to do what is good, suffer for what is right. Verse 15, be gentle, be respectful. Verse 16, he tells them to keep a clear conscience and a good behavior. In verse 17, he tells them to do good. 
In summary, he's telling them to be good people. Even in a hostile city, he's telling them, don't pay back. I know you're suffering. I know people are telling lies about you. Don't do the same. Be good. Have a clear conscience. Be good witness. Reflect Christ where you are. But in verse 15, he tells something else for that. Besides having a good behavior, Peter tells them to be ready to give a reason for their hope. People will watch you. They, will, they are going to wonder why we mistreat them all the time and they are always good. Tell them that you have a hope. And the name of the hope is Jesus. Be ready to communicate the gospel. So Peter is telling us here to combine two important things. Godly behavior, but also thoughtful words. Communicate it. Live a good life, but make sure people also understand why you do what you do. What the hope you have is. Communicate it. Tell them. Because faith comes by hearing. Right? That's what Paul says in Romans 10, 17. And hearing the message of Christ. So Peter tells, them, tells us to combine godly behavior with thoughtful words. So what is the lesson? Be ready to share the gospel through thoughtful words and godly behavior as well. So you see, we need to, we can't separate those two things. <laughs> to live a godly life and to communicate the gospel. I know sometimes we tend to separate them. <laughs> or oh, do I just live a godly life? Or do I just share the gospel? No, we do both. We combine both. They are really important. Walk the talk. But talk as well, okay? Because the, the tendency we have is to avoid sharing the gospel, right? Especially here in London where the diplomacy is something valuable. I mean, something that we value. Politically correctness is something that people value here. So we don't want to upset people. We don't want to hurt them. But let me tell you something here. Your friends will not be saved because of your goodness. Okay? Your friends won't be saved just because you are a good citizen, a good co-worker, a good classmate. No. They will be saved because you point them to the hope you have, Jesus. The only one who is 100% good. So you can, you can keep your friendships by being diplomatic. But you can only keep them away from hell. Eternal separation from God if you point them to Jesus. Because he is good, 100% percent good but do it as a good doctor what do you mean Alex a good doctor would tell you what's wrong with you will give you the diagnose but never to hurt you 
right? A good doctor. <laughs> he'll do it with compassion. And he'll tell you what the treatment is. He'll tell you what the good remedy, the medicine that you need with hope that that medicine, the treatment, will heal you. So when we're sharing the gospel, we need to do it with compassion, respect. We need to be good and share the good news. Tell them what's wrong with them. And then you give the good news. You give the remedy. I wish we had time to unpack this better. But I think you get my point. Let's be good citizens here in this hostile city. And at the same time, let's share this good news with them. Final question. We know that we should be sharing the gospel everywhere, including in hostile cities like London. We should be doing that through good behavior, but also thoughtful words. But the main question is, why should we share the gospel? Because again, you can have that on your New Year's resolution, on your list, to share, to be ready to share the hope you have in Christ. But year after year, if you look back, how many people did you actually share the gospel with? How many disciples of Jesus have you ever made? So I think we have to have the right motivation. Otherwise, it's just another item on our New Year's resolution, right? And without the right motive, we can't have the motivation. <laughs> so why? Well, throughout this letter, Peter encourages his readers to face suffering, but with the right kind of motivation and hope. In verse 15, part A, he says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Peter is talking about heart here. <laughs> in your heart, not, not just your mind. Because we all here, most of us, I would say, understand the gospel. Great. But Peter wants them to understand the gospel in their hearts. Do you value it? Is Jesus really the hope you have? So in your heart, have Jesus as the most important one in the whole universe. In other words, their hearts should seek satisfaction, not in comfort. That's why Peter doesn't ask them to leave their regions where they were being persecuted. Stay where you are and be satisfied not with the comfort that you could get by moving out. Be satisfied with Christ. Not in idols. What do you mean by an idol, Alex? Well, an idol is anyone or anything that takes the place of Jesus in your heart. We all can have idols. That's why we need to be searching our hearts on a daily basis, okay? So why should we share the gospel? Well, we should share the gospel because if Jesus is truly 
the one in our hearts that brings full satisfaction. We can't keep that just for ourselves. We need to share it. When Jesus is so satisfying in our hearts, guess what? You can't keep him for yourself. You don't need someone to come here on the stage and tell you, share the gospel. You don't need that. You do it. So the question is, why we're not doing it? Maybe we need to search our hearts. As I said, without the right motive, we won't have the right motivation. And if Jesus, if you're full of Jesus, you will do it naturally. So we need to search our hearts, identify idols in in our hearts in order to share the hope we have in Christ. Here's the question. What do you love more than Jesus? Search your heart right now, okay? Can you identify any idol in your heart? What is the one or the thing that if you lose it, you would lose hope. That shouldn't be your hope. Jesus, this should be your hope. And why is he the ultimate hope? There is nothing, no suffering, no hostility that can take away Jesus from you. Even if you die, guess what? The hope will be there. Paul says in Philippians 1.21, for to me to live is Christ. It's to share this hope I have in Christ with others. And to die, profit, it's gain. It helps me to get closer to the one I love the most. Can you say that? For to me to live is die, or to, to, to live is Christ and to die is gain. A few years ago, I I identified an idol in my heart, and I'm going to conclude with that. As I mentioned before, the way we began Mosaic Church was by engaging with people on the streets. I would stop strangers on the street and engage in conversations with them. I would pray for them, share the gospel with them. And many times, I would build these friendships with strangers. We would have coffee in a coffee shop so I could explain the gospel to them. And one day, I caught myself praying, asking God to save those people I was sharing the gospel with. The right thing, right? I was doing the right thing, sharing the gospel and asking God to save them. Good theology, good practice. But the motivation was wrong. What do you mean, Alex? As I was praying... I felt, I don't know if it was my conscience or the Holy Spirit, asked me the following question. Why are you praying for them? Is it because you want to see them spend eternity with Christ? Or is it because you want to see the growth of your church plant? Guess what the answer was? I was seeking the growth of my church. In other words, my church plant became an idol in my heart. Search your heart. Identify idols in your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to remove those idols. Because we should be sharing the gospel for the wrong motive. It's Jesus. It's for his glory. 
That's why it, does, it doesn't matter where we are. It can be a hostile place. When you're full of Christ, what is suffering compared to this, the hope we have in Christ? And again, if you are here, some, uh, if you are here someone who is exploring Christianity, today's your day. Don't let your idol become an obstacle between you and Jesus. Allow him to come to your heart and give you the hope and satisfaction we have in Christ. Do it today. Don't wait. There is nothing that can give you the hope that you need. Only Christ. He died for us. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. We did not deserve Jesus die on our behalf on the cross. What did we deserve? Death, condemnation. We were enemies of Christ. But instead of destroying us, God sent his son to die in our place. But he did not stay on that cross. He left that cross. He was put in a grave. And three days later, he rose from the dead because Death can't destroy God. And now he's inviting all of us into his family. Giving us this for free. So if you are someone just exploring Christianity, today's your day. Put your trust in Jesus today. He's there, not on the cross, right here with open arms saying, come to me and I'll give you rest. I'm your hope. Don't let the idol that it's in your heart be an obstacle. Search your heart, identify these idols, and ask him to remove and embrace Jesus. He's the reason for our hope. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this Bible passage and for the opportunity to be in London, a hostile place full of people who need you. Would you please help us to be good citizens? Would you please help us to love this city and be, be good citizens who share the gospel, who communicate the gospel to those in need, to those far away from you? But also help us to do it with the right motive with the right motivation. Help us to do it for the glory of Christ. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.